0: Together. Thanks
1: for listening to the KC
2: Morning Show. What's the Easter Bunny's favorite kind of music? Hippity Hop. Why did the baby chick cross the road? To meet up with her peeps. Did you hear about the dirty Easter egg hunt? It was hosted by the Dust Bunny. What is the Easter Bunny's favorite restaurant? I hop. What happens when you fall in love on Easter? You live happily ever after. What is the Easter egg's least favorite day of the week? Friday. Thank you. I'll be here until Sunday.
0: Everything's running smoothly. Yo,
1: yo, yo! Going on. My name's Hartzel and this right champ. It's your KC Mo World is the Show Baby! What's the word? Kansas City. I got a question. Why? Wire allergies, wire sinuses, I guess I got a couple questions, yeah. Kansas City, who else is struggling, not just me? Oh my god, well a yippie fry yay to the KC Morning Ho. Sorry about the last few days, usually we kick it all week, but I had to take a couple days, but I'm not gonna lie, it felt nice. To recharge, get a little energized, that'll work. Also drugs, drugs work very well, actually. Fridays, as you know, always so fresh and so clean, clean, styled by the homies over at Charlie Hustle KC MS20 20% off in store and/or online On the show today, we celebrate the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. As you know, Kansas City, Jackie Robinson, a Kansas City monarch as well. So this history of not just baseball or black baseball, this American history goes through Kansas City. And we're going to talk to our friends over at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Dr. Raymond Doswell. he is VP of Curatorial Services over at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Excited for you to hear. From him. Also on the show today, we got Allie Trost talking the beautiful game soccer and stuff. Let's do that soccer. Our NWSL team, the Kansas City Currents, they got a game tonight over at Children's Mercy Park. We talk a little sporting KC as well. Just a good day to be at Kansas City, and yeah, always ideal. All right, my friends, that's all I got. A good ass to be a Kansas Cityan. Happy weekend, less weekend. Protect your sinuses at all costs. My name's Arsel. We'll see ya in the moment. Bye. Dr. Doswell, today, you know, the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. Not just an important day for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Not just an important day for baseball, black baseball. It's an important day for American history. Tell us what was going on today at the museum.
3: Well, thank you. A lot of things are going on. Of course, we're recognizing the anniversary just as the rest of baseball is also recognizing the anniversary. But There are a couple of neat things that are happening in association with the museum or interesting things. I should say. First of all, The museum has recently received an interesting artifact, an unusual artifact for us, but it is a plaque or historic marker that once stood outside the birthplace of Jackie Robinson in Cairo, Georgia, where he was born in 1919. That marker belonged to the Georgia Historical Society. They initially erected that marker back in 2001, and there it sat peacefully for 20 years until in February of 2021, it was vandalized along with three other African-American historic markers in the state. This was damaged by shotgun fire, so it was was clearly an act of violence and an act of hate. Now, an appeal from the Historic Society went out, and it went through to Major League Baseball, and they agreed to replace that marker at the uh, historic site. They agreed to add a secondary marker in downtown Cairo in the city the marker the original marker was outside of the city in a more remote area and then they made an endowment for the care of both of those markers now the damaged marker was offered to the baseball museum as an educational tool and we agreed to accept it and so today we unveiled that uh, to the community it's on permanent loan from the Historical Society and ultimately we will find a permanent home for it in the museum a temporary location right now and folks can come and see that. So we're very excited about that. And in addition, there are some other activities that are happening around the country that we are involved in, including a new traveling exhibit in Los Angeles and a new website that we have that focuses on the integration of baseball.
1: With so much that seems to be going on, I mean, you know, there seems to be a a real momentum for everything that is Negro Leagues Baseball, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Where do you want to take this 75 years
3: from now? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, Well, Robinson himself is an icon for the ages, and I hope that his legacy and lessons continue to endure. And as long as the museum is here, we will help perpetuate that. He's such an important figure in our national discourse on race and in sport, especially. I hope folks continue to remember him as a great icon of civil rights, but also as one of the greatest athletes uh, in world history as well. And uh, we will continue to tell that story. And of course, the legacy of that is that if the museum's still around, we can teach others about him opening doors, not only through sport, but in the rest of our community and in society, and specifically to baseball. He opens the doors, helps to open the door for so many other great players to follow him. And many of those players participated in the Negro Leagues. And what we find is this great influx of talent that comes into baseball, an amazing amount of talent that comes into baseball and essentially changes the game. And by changing the game, which is America's game, it changes society as a whole. So we want people to hold on and remember that um, that Robinson isn't someone that should be a footnote in history or should be overly commercialized either. They're great lessons to learn. And I think a lot of that has come into even greater focus since 2020, uh, since the pandemic, but also since a lot of the racial unrest we've had in our country. Learning the history of African Americans and through sport, if that's a way of of getting into those tough topics a little easier, Uh, then we're here to help facilitate that as well.
1: Again, Dr. Raymond Doswell with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Obviously, go to the museum and check it out. But what else can we do? Any other places we can go directing our time, our resources? The floor is yours. What can we do to help support the museum?
3: We want to encourage folks to check out our new website that's related to Robinson and all the players who helped to integrate baseball. It's launching today. It's called Barrier Breakers, so the web address is actually barrierbreakers.nlbm.com, or you can go to our website, www.nlbm.com or a link to this website, and you can get short films and information about Jackie Robinson, about Larry Doby, who was the first player in the American League, black player in the American League, and all the other players who helped integrate baseball and the connections to broader sports and cultural history there. It's a new website. It's a companion website to our permanent exhibit here that talks about that as well as the new traveling exhibit that is debuted at the Los Angeles Dodgers stadium this weekend as well. And so that's new material that folks can glean on and get Robinson's story as well as many other great players and understand the fuller picture of integration in baseball.
1: Dr. Raymond Doswell, he is the Vice President of Curatorial Services. This is the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. Sir, thank you so much for this. I can't wait to have you back on the show. What a good day it is to be a Kansas in today.
3: Indeed, thank you. Jackie Robinson, hit that ball
1: it went zooming across the left field wall yeah boy yes yes jackie hit that ball
2: and when he swung his bat
0: the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile
1: yeah boy yes yes jackie hit
3: that ball your page is mellow so is caponella new and Dobie
1: too but it's a natural fact when jackie comes to bat the other team is through did you see jackie robinson hit that ball did he hit it yes and that ain't all he so home. Yes, yes yes jackie's real calm
0: If
2: there's one thing that I found as as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with heart. The
3: KC Morning Show.
1: Back on your KC Morning Show. She's the hardest working woman in all the show. Business Allie Trost, sideline reporter with Sporting KC, broadcaster for the KC Current as well. My friend, you got a busy weekend. Welcome back to the show. How
2: are you? Oh, Hartzell, always great to hear your voice. I'm doing well. Soccer season is, we're rolling. I get to see your beautiful face out at Children's Mercy Park all the time. Got some NWSL, some MLS action, so I couldn't ask for anything more
1: we went off sis we all saw the picture last week the fit was immaculate
2: so immaculate that my mother even texted me (laughs) complimenting your blazer saying that like I need to get a matching one so maybe we need to coordinate (laughs) at some point get us some matching fits for game day I think everyone would love that I would personally pass out out of excitement
1: (laughs) you gotta give the people what they want Ali Treos. in fact I think that the KC Current they are giving the people what they want sitting real nice and high in the standings we've got the challenge Cup underway, right? Break this down for us, my friend.
2: So Challenge Cup underway. Casey Curran off to a hot start. Didn't have the game that I think they were hoping to have in their first home match of the season, but another chance to do so. Friday night against the Houston Dash, a chance to sweep them so far in this uh, Challenge Cup race, but they're tied atop the Central Division. And look, I think what's really impressed me the most about this team is the fact that they've been without Lynn Williams, without Sam Mewis, their two big offseason signings. And they're getting the job done. They had the pieces even going back to last year. And now under new head coach, Matt Potter, have just been really able to put them together. So I think there's so much to be excited about with this team. Of course, it's a long season. Haley Mace, unfortunately, went down with an injury. She's been a versatile player for them, even going back to last year, can play up top, can play on the defensive side. She is just lights out. She, unfortunately, suffered an injury, not really a timeline there on her return. So that's is unfortunate as key injuries you know starting to kind of pile up here but again the team's got the depth they have the pieces to get the job done and they've been showing that and and really just a credit to Matt Potter and his staff and what they've been able to do but um, this team's going to be really fun to watch this year and if you haven't had a chance to make it out to a game yet whether that was last year or this year now at Children's Mercy Park highly recommend it such an entertaining. Team to watch, a great atmosphere, so really excited to get out there. This is my first game of the season. I was out of town for their home opener of the Challenge Cup a couple weeks ago. So really excited about that. Hartley, you know better than anyone, the atmosphere at Children's Mercy Park is just top-notch. I know the players have just been so excited to play, obviously, until their new home opens in 2024. So looking forward to that as well.
1: Why do you think that even now, small sample size, but also a sample size, why do you think now it's starting to really mesh together?
2: Well, first, there's so much talent in the NWSL, so much talent here stateside for women's soccer. That needs to be established. There is so much talent. The NWSL is such a fun league to watch. That's why, you know, even all the way up until the very end, it was it was so competitive and so exciting last year, just even getting into the playoffs. I know Kansas City Current missed out on that, but there were some competitive games that they were a part of and, of course, that teams across the entire league were a part of. It's a fun League to watch. So number one, I think the the talent is there and has been there. So that's first and foremost. Number two, I think that that spark or that special element starts with ownership. Chris Long, Angie Long, Brittany, now Mahomes have been setting the the new standard for what ownership groups should and and need to look like for women's sports to not just succeed and not just to meet you know whatever that. That bare minimum has unfortunately been across a lot of women's sports, but raising that level, how can we be better? How can we just change the game for these athletes, for these fans, for the next generation? And Chris Long, Angie Long, and Brittany have done that, and and then some. So their dedication, their passion certainly has you know trickled throughout the entire Kansas City sports fan base, Kansas City just as a city in general it is certainly going to make an impact across the midwest and you see it with these players too i mean all of them feel and know that ownership is behind them and when there's that sort of backing that is so established and so solid it definitely brings the best out of the players who who play you know for the fans of course for the city but for the ownership group as well and so it's been really really cool to see and they have from the jump been all about player first and they've certainly lived up to that with every single action with the new stadium the new training facility of course being at the very top of that list of, of things that are all about being player first
1: i know you gotta go because you are a busy busy person real quick sporting kc what are you seeing so far i know not quite where we want to be yet but it is an early season a long season well what are you seeing
2: yeah well i mean first of all an unusual position for Sporting Kansas City. They have been a consistent winner under manager Peter Vermees, only missing out on the playoffs that 2019 season for his entire tenure, which is, you know, just pretty remarkable of saying those words out loud that they've been able to be so consistent and such a winner, not just towards the end of the season, they've been consistent winners throughout the course of the entire you know, 34-game season. It's a long season. Any MLS fan knows that. And so this is an unusual spot that they're in right now. They haven't earned a single point on the road coming off a really difficult home loss where they jumped out to an early lead and then conceded two goals in the second half to fall 2-1 to Nashville. And Peter Vermees was quoted in a fantastic article by Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, who of course used to be the beat writer, now a columnist, and Peter even said, look, this is where I earn my stripes. You know, when you're coaching the team and they're flying, the results are coming as you want them to. Guys the are kind of just firing on all cylinders. He admitted that he could probably take a couple days off. But this part right here, this is where it gets really difficult because it's not just about managing the product on the field. It's the off the field, too. It's the mental side. It's the confidence that as a coach, you have to kind of navigate these choppy waters, both with the team collectively and then individually as well. because. This is this is a tough spot that the team's in. And it affects every player differently. It, it affects the collective. And so this is going to be, I think, a, a really pivotal moment here in the season with players kind of coming back from injury. You're going to be without Gadi of and Alan Pulido, at least Kinda for another month or so with his off-season knee surgery that he underwent Pulido for the entire season, more likely than not. You know that those guys aren't immediately going to come back and, and give you that boost. So you have to look within your current lineup and see what those solutions are so I think these next few weeks are going to be really interesting to see you know how this team digs themselves out of a hole I mean that's what sports is all about you got to find ways to stay competitive and and find those answers so I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to see with this team over the next few weeks but I I do think that the solutions are on the current roster Roger Espinosa even jokingly kind of said on Tuesday look there are teams that you know the first 20 games of the season won't do anything and then they get hot and go on a playoff run like the MLS playoff format lends itself to teams getting hot at the end of the season it doesn't matter what you did in April doesn't matter what you did in March or even May June it matters what you do at the very end if you can get yourself in a playoff spot get hot at the right time stay healthy you can go on a run and that's just the reality of, of the current format so for sporting kansas city fans do not panic i know this is weird to go and watch a sporting kansas city team that is not winning as consistently as they have in the past and usually do under manager peter Vermes. but all hope is not lost it is a long season and this is like I said, going to be a pivotal moment in the year to see how they kind of dig themselves out of this and start building those pieces, building that confidence, that momentum to start turning some of these results around.
1: Allie Trost, our voice of reason. She is the calm from the sideline. Do you got anything you got coming up? I mean, I saw you hosting some watch-alongs with some national teams. I mean, it feels like every time I see you, Allie Trost, you got something else. You are both a mover and a shaker, <laughs> my friend.
2: Yeah, it was so fun. This past week, I got a chance to... Um, um, host a watch along for the CONCACAF Champions League semifinal, like two between Seattle and New York for the MLS digital channels. It was on YouTube. It was myself, Charlie Davies, Kaylin Carr, Jordan Angeli, all very bright soccer minds, former pros, and true broadcasting pros because we had an absolute blast. Congrats to Seattle, they're on to the final, just the fifth MLS team to make it to a CCL final. No MLS team has ever won it before. I know it's hard as Sporting Kansas City fans to root for the Seattle Sounders, but I, I am rooting for Major League Soccer here because it would be a huge, uh, just kind of step in the right direction for an MLS team to lift, uh, to lift the trophy at the end of this whole thing. So it was a lot of fun, though. Um, my, my MLS debut made mine as a, as a young rookie this past week. So that was a lot of fun.
1: Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year right there. Allie <laughs> Trost, that national thing. Yeah, that's the first of a whole lot more national things, Allie Trost. So follow, subscribe, all the above, because you're going to want to say in 2022 that you did it now. Here very soon, she's going to be in the the millions <laughs> of followers. Allie Trost, I love you, my friend. I'm so proud of you. I'll see you soon.
2: Love you, Arzo. I will see you soon. Thanks for always hyping me up and just All the same to you. You are a gem, and Kansas City is beyond lucky to have you. You make game days and so many other things here. Just a top-notch experience. I've been to a lot of MLS stadiums, folks, and we've got the best of the best when it comes to stadium hosts here.
1: Well, look at us, huh? Who would have thought, huh? Who would have thought? Not me.
2: Who would've thought?
0: the Beautiful game, well, i in Brazil. Cuz it's all you've ever wanted, and it's all that you want still. Don't you wanna play the beautiful game? out right in Brazil. I wanna play the beautiful game, alive right i in Brazil. Cuz everybody plays the beautiful game, out right in Brazil. Oh, you've ever wanted, and it's all that you want still. do you wanna